Hi Gail, hi John, Richard and Claire here again, episode 11, uh, and it's the 26th of October today. Claire's brother Rodri arrives at around lunchtime to come to visit. I think he's here for, I think, eight days. Uh, so we'll head down a bit later on this morning to do that. Go and pick him up, bring him back to Changu. Uh, yeah, so hopefully that all goes well. We've managed to hire a bike from, there's a, there's a garage, like a custom bike workshop next door to us at the villa here where we're staying homestay <clears throat> and they rent bikes so it's a uh, usual price um, so we've got that so we'll have to go and sign on the dotted line for that as well before we leave and then that's all sorted okay so uh, going back to the previous uh, podcast not not Lisa the one before um, just talking about going to Sanur for yoga the week before forgot to mention a couple of really good things um, the boys were playing on the beach, so this is like um, the football lads, <clears throat> Ray Jan Risky, Guntur, that, that lot, 10, 11, 12 years old, playing football on the beach as they usually do, and there was a, a group of local lads there as well, who I would say, said was about, were about sort of 16, 17, 18 age, um, and wanted to play them, play against them, join in. So the, the, our kids agreed, so they set up goals and a teams which ended up being the older lads deciding to play all together against all of our lot. Now the older kids they must have thought well this will be a walk in the park you know these little little kids will run rings around them but oh were they wrong. Our kids just annihilated them because the sand is so soft so your feet go in quite deep when you're running so that our kids are so light and they're so fit and they're skillful. Um, it was quite funny to watch. And in the end, I think the, I think the older kids did did start to mix the teams up just to try and you know get somewhere with them. But uh, yeah, it was very funny to see it. Uh, also, um, Jessica, who is the not sure if you've met Jessica, she's probably only been there about a year. I think um, she. Little, she's 12 actually, but she's very, very small. She's quite good at gymnastics, so she's been enjoying that. But she's also really good at basketball, so she's joined into the basketball now. But anyway, she was, um, um, since the last lot of kids left, like Kumang and people, kids like that, um, music lessons, there's been, you know, there've been some new openings for kids for, to start music lessons. And Jessica is one of the kids that started to learn to play guitar. Um, on, a, on a, like a Spanish guitar, if you like, classical nylon string guitar. Um, anyway, she's tiny, and in, in Chris's place at, at San or the yoga place, he's got lots of little musical instruments and stuff like that, and he's got guitars. So while we were waiting for the yoga start, Jessica just picked this guitar up and started playing this tune. Um, you know, just the strength in her fingers and the way that she can stretch across such a wide fretboard as well to do it was just amazing. So we took a video, and I'll send it to you. Very, very impressive. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so again, I've lost track of time really as to when, which days these things actually happened, but uh, last week, Francie came back um, from work. Uh, there was a, I think they had like a promo day for locals, you know, cheaper rate for locals to come in and use the splash water park. So it was, it was full of locals. And <clears throat> Francie was, at the bottom of what they call the Super Bowl, which is this 
one of the slides, you, you slide going down through a tube at the top and you, you, you open out into this massive bowl thing, like a roulette wheel, I suppose, isn't it? And you just sort of, you know, slide around it and down in a spiral until you pop out the bottom into the little pool. So, um, I think it, yeah, it was that one, wasn't it? Because that's where the other kid had the trouble before. Was it the same slide? Yeah, same slide. So anyway, the idea is that there's a guy at the top, the pool attendant, which is the job that Francis used to have, who is to make sure they don't all go down together, and make sure it's done safely, and check to make sure that the kids can swim before they go down. Anyway, with it being locals' day, I think, you know, um, any rules or, you know, rules, what are rules here, eh? Um, they're all out the window anyway, and it's just a free-for-all. You know, they just do what they like. So anyway, four of these lads, I think they're teenagers, you know, not, not, not little lads, um, ended up coming, piling down this slide <clears throat> together, plopped out into the bottom into a pool which is three metres deep, like I said before with this other little lad, uh, couldn't swim, and started panicking big time. So Francie had, uh, he was the lifeguard at the bottom there, and came over to them, and uh, I think he, he was at the side, because it's not a big area, he was at the side, I think he was pushed, hand, trying to hand them the, you know a lot of lifeguards have these little float things, look like a torpedo, you know, trying to hand that to them, say hold on to it, hold on to it, and uh, the kids, they were in such a panic, they, they couldn't even think straight to do that, they were just, you know, it was not going well. So he ended up jumping in, um, and having to pull each of the each of them to the side one by one, and it was a case of basically just grabbing onto them wherever he could because they were splashing and panicking so much, and just tug them over and get them against the wall on the side one by one. So he he was not happy about that. He was going crazy about the the guy at the top. How you know how did he let them go down together for a start? And also, you know, if he are chances are though with these blooming kids, you know, can you swim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just thinking, oh, it's just a slide, it's just a slide, it doesn't matter. Anyway, so, yeah, nobody hurt, but, um, yeah, bit of a bit of a fraught moment there. So, Friday we went in and signed up 25 kids for the sports at uh, Finns, and that, that's just for the um, soccer and gymnastics. So it's 14 for soccer, 11 for gymnastics for the next eight weeks all paid and signed. Uh, that doesn't include the 12 that come to basketball on a, on a Friday because they're free anyway. Um, and also we've just had news confirmation yesterday that Finns are now going to offer um, for 10 of the older boys and this is the gap, this, this sort of gap of the kids that we haven't managed to find something for them to do once a week. Um, for them to come out on the Friday at the same time as the basketball 12 kids of basketball will go down and play basketball in the multifunction hall where, where you saw it before. And um, the 10 boys can use, they set the, the, the lawn, they call it, which is you know, the big grassy area at the front. They can split that into three short pitches and the boys have been offered one of those pitches to use to play football amongst themselves uh, while the kids are playing basketball. And uh, Nicholas even said yesterday um, to the soccer coach Lloyd, you know, you know, we can perhaps we can we can get a team, a staff team together and play against them at some point. So hopefully that'll all lead in. But uh, we're going to start that. It's Friday today, so we're going to start that next Friday. Um, and they're the kids, they're pretty good. You know, they're, they're so used to Finns. I think they'll you know they'll understand how to behave themselves. But I, I will I will lay the law down 
um, when they start and just say, look, you know, you're ambassadors for Jody O'Shea um, and the Jack Price Project, you know, and Alison, you, you know, you've got to understand you have to, you have to behave yourselves. Don't go, don't go taking liberties. Just you're here to play soccer, play the soccer. They're going to provide water for them as well. I'm hoping that they'll provide some bibs um, so that they can, um, at least they can split up teams properly and just do it properly. Um, and I think they'll be well up for it because they're all so into that. And then if if they wanted to do what they call drills and sort of coaching exercises as it progresses, then you know maybe we could sort that out. Get some cones. They've got uh, Finns have got these. Um, they're like uh, <clears throat> they're like little sticks with shapes on them. They're supposed to look like men, and you can line them up and make like a fake wall, and then they can practice free kicks to kick over them into the goal and stuff. So there's lots of stuff they can do. Um, to keep it interesting for them. Well, they might just be happy just running around, um, playing soccer just amongst themselves anyway. So, yeah, I, think it's, you know, I, I can't see any reason why it won't work. Um, but uh, yeah, as long as they behave themselves, which I'm sure they will. Okay, so Saturday morning then we went to visit the Matahari Turbit Centre, which Matahari Turbit means sunrise, the sunrise centre for the kids suffering from cerebral palsy. So this is uh, in a little, um, very small facility next to the Sunrise School, which is in Karabakan. And it, they've got, yeah, got a few little rooms, an art room, a, a maths and English room, a general play room, and they've even got a little swimming pool. It's, it's a plunge pool. It's, 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 um, it was put in specifically for hydrotherapy. So it's not a swimming pool, you know. Um, but so it's, it's quite sort of, I don't know, it must be about five metres long and maybe only about like a metre and a half wide. And it's, you know, it's, it's for getting the kids in the water to, you know, to get some pain relief, if you like, and to be able to exercise a bit without having the, the pressure. Um, and that looks really good. So we, we just went and we met, we met the lady Nana and we met some of the other helpers. There's an Italian lady that, that's been helping for a while. And... There was only, I think, about five or six children there on Saturday because it was it had rained in the morning and that puts them off. And also some kids have been sick too, they were saying. So they usually end up with about 15, but it was only about five or six. Um, and we did a bit of maths with uh, a little lad, 12, well, 11-year-old lad called Ravo. Uh, oh, what a smasher. Um, and then there was another girl there. Uh, Ravo is in an orphanage in Denpasar somewhere and they've also got one in Tabernan. Very small, about only about thirteen or fourteen kids in this orphanage. Um, and during the week, this this centre is actually a disabled school, so it runs as a fully functioning school during the week um, for kids to come from wherever you know to to have their education. And then Saturday mornings, it the the, the cerebral palsy organisation um, has, has it for three hours. You know. So, um, and Ravo comes to the school during the week as well, and then he comes on the Saturday morning, and he was, he was a lovely lad. Did some math, and we did some, um, some painting in the art class, teaching, he's got, um, he's got about, I would say, you know, 60% use of his left hand and his arm, and then about 10% use of his right arm and hand completely, so, they were teaching, he was, he was doing painting by using his mouth to paint. And so Claire and I joined in as well. And then I think on Saturday, tomorrow, 
he's going to do with his feet, <laughs> which should be interesting. And Claire's going to um, just, we chatted them about things that we can do. You know, I think I can help out with, this, with the hydrotherapy. We just generally, the lady said, you know, if you want to do the art classes as well, when there's more kids and just help out, it's no problem. And Claire's going to take some, was it the magazines to make the Christmas trees? And yeah, yeah. So she's going to take, just start a couple of little craft ideas, but it's, it's quite, it's very well structured and well organized. So there's not, they don't need people to come in and, and um, offer them like bundles of activities and this, that and the other. So it's all, the program's already there. So all we got to do at the moment is just turn up and help and chat and get, you know, get to know people. Um, and then, uh, you know, like we said before, just keep keep an eye on, on you know, the people in charge and, and how it's being run and, and what they're doing and stuff. And just over time, we can make decisions then later on as to how, how, how we want to sort of help and make things better, you know. Because we don't we don't want to hand over cash, um, and we don't want to be getting things for them that they say they need, but they don't really. Because I mean, they showed us a uh, a flyer which had Ravo on it and Ravo's story, and then there's a wish list on the side, which is all great. But then I looked at the date on the flyer; it was 2015. So I said, you know, is is this wish list up to date? Have you got a more up to date one? And she said, no, no, the, that flyer is old, but the wish list is still the same. Well, I know it's not. Just looking from the, from the list, you know, they're looking. They're asking for. There was a chair, specialist chair, but the chair is already there. There was water dispenser on it, but they've got they've got more than one. And there were other things that you just think, oh, hang on a minute now, you know. So it's just a case to think of that. They just get you know the wish list right. Do a wish list, okay? Yeah, right. That's done. There we are. That's it. You know, five years later. Oh no, we did the wish list. You know, it's, so um, we'll. Um, yeah, we're just going to chat to people, talk to people, observe, help out, get to know the kids, help them in any way we can, and then make a decision a bit later on as to as to what maybe the Jack Price project can do for them as well. Uh, and, and I'm certain that we can help. Absolutely certain. It was it was a very comfortable. It felt very good to be there. Um, it was amazing, actually. Just you know, with all the all the stuff that's gone on. Um, with the kids in Jodie O'Shea, and then you just go there, and I know it's only, it was only the first day, but it was just calm, relaxed, and everything was just happening. There was no pressure, and all of that, all of that trouble just went away, and it was it was great. So we're really really pleased about that. And say Saturday morning, nine till twelve, we we know there's nothing we don't do anything specifically on a Saturday anyway. So um, yeah, that's Saturday done. Uh, so, oh, oh, again, what day was that? Was it Saturday that they went to the Finns for the anniversary? I think it was. Yes, yes, Francie was off. Um, so Finns had an anniversary, I don't know whether, how many years it is, but I assume they do it every year. Um, and I think in the morning starts at seven, it's, I think it's for the staff, mainly for the staff to start with lots of, you know, mucking around games, dancing, celebrations and stuff like that. So they, Katie and Francie went along to that. Kate said she was the only boule because <laughs> each staff member can take a plus one. So Francie took Katie. Um, and uh, as, uh, the Zumba class was about to start. I think they would do like a mass Zumba class on the pitch and Francie had to take it part. And then the heavens opened and it started raining. Yes, yeah, so it was Saturday. Um, and rained heavily 
for about an hour, soaked the pitch, and they called it off. So it was a bit of a shame, but um, they still got to use the water park. So Francie and Kate went in and you know splashed in the water park and had a good time there. Then had some free food, Woo-hoo. Uh, and then I think they came over two hours after that. Then, yeah. So Francie's he's got this new game on his phone, um, but uh, it's all it's all good to a point as long as he doesn't spend too much time in it. It's a it's a game. It's like a what's it? It's like a word search, word search game in English. So what they do, they show this stick man who's in the jail, and each time you get a word right or a series of words right, um, he he scrapes a, a hole, starts to dig a hole through the wall, you know, to escape, and then you get more words right, and the hole gets bigger, and then more words right, and then the warden passes him a. A drill or something, and you know, and then he gets out into into the into the yard, and then he's digging underneath the yard, and eventually, um, he's going to get out. But it's going on and on and on. But Francie, it's good for Francie because he's really into it, and he's not only. I mean, it's only. I think the largest word is about maybe five letters, maybe some six-letter words, but most of them are threes and fours. But um, he's you know he's picking out and he's learning new words, but also learning how to spell them. Uh, you know he's making lots of mistakes, and then when he when he gets it right, you know it's going in. So uh, yeah, that's all good. And we've been crowding around as well, well especially Claire and I, wanting to help too. Um, so it's quite addictive. Um, but yeah, at least at least it's not you know a war game or something like that. So uh, Francie's passport. Um, the application is done and in. It took longer than we thought. And we we got stopped. I think we got there at I don't know what time we got about nine thirty, ten o'clock. Yeah, and then um, he so he he started his new application, uh, got that all done, submitted his uh, forms, his certificates, all good, and then just he was he was number one one seven in the queue for photographs and fingerprints, and. At I think ten to twelve, twelve o'clock is lunchtime. Uh, he it was on number one one six, so he was next, and the staff just got up and walked out. Lunch, that's it, end of that. So we had to wait until one o'clock, um, which was fine. We just went around the corner and had a coffee, and then came back, and he was the photographs were done and dusted maybe by about twenty past one, and we thought there we are, great done, no. Then he had to go into another room, and he was in there ages. I don't know how long it was. I think, I think the total the total time was about four hours in the end. Um, but it's done anyway. So we entered this other room, and I think it was a case of you have a quick interview, and then they print out your fingerprints and stuff, and clip it all together, and put it in the folder, and then you know tell you right come back next week, and your passport's ready. But um, they took it a little bit longer with Francie. Katie was saying because she could see him in the room. Um, and when he came out, he didn't look particularly pleased. Um, and it turned out that they asked him, are you going to be looking for work in Australia when you go? And he said, maybe, because what he's thinking is that two years time, maybe they'll be wanting to go across and work. And of course, you know, when doing that, then would seek the appropriate visas. But I think he got you know, rabbit in the headlights and he, he panicked a little bit and didn't know what to say. So 
Huh? Yeah, and so Jack would have done exactly the same, just just panicked. Um, and uh, but it was all good. Anyway, they said to him, we so we we were just in panic, then thinking, oh my god, oh my god, here we go. Um, but it turned out basically then that what they said was, look, you know, this is this this passport will only get you in for a, for a visit once you've got your visitor visa. If you want to work, you're going to have to come back and sort it out. And he said, yeah, okay. So I think it was just, just protocol, just procedure, you know. But uh, it was a bit of a panic to start with. Uh, and then he had to sign a disclaimer then saying that he wasn't going to look for work, which I think is just standard again. Uh, and then went up and paid the money, got the receipt, which I now have to try and remember where I've put. Um, and then I think yesterday the passport was ready, but of course he's not. He hasn't done a day off till Monday, so he'll go back Monday now. And it should be a case of just walking in, handing over the receipt, and picking up his passport. And then it's a case of over to Finns then to see whether he can get some time off because his permanent contract has come through. He's he's permanent now, um, and he signed it and stuff. And in one of the clauses says that you get twelve days annual leave but you're not entitled to any days until you've worked a year. So what it will have to be is if he, if he can go, he's going to have to get permission to have unpaid leave, which is fine, but it's just a case of, where do, you know, do they, do they allow it? So we'll get the passport first, and then we'll cross the next bridge when we're ready. Uh, so that's the passport application done. Uh, off to swimming again at Paros Paros, the place in Sarangan where we do the swimming. The the interns didn't come. Um, Belgian girls, uh, we didn't. Nobody seemed to know why. Um, so I messaged the next day, and Sari responded saying, "I don't know why they didn't come. I'll check it out." Um, and then I had a reply. Doddy was off on the Tuesday when I messaged that. Then on the Wednesday he came back. He was back and he messaged me and said. Um, the, he said, I have informed the girls about it, and they seem to be in doubt about it. Anyway, it turns out they actually they don't want to do it. So we're not quite sure why, because we were, we were told that they, they were up for it and they really wanted to go, and then the office had said they couldn't do it. And we pulled some strings, you know, to, um, uh, to get the, the, the approval for it. Uh, and now it turns out that they don't want to do it anyway. So I'm not even sure they wanted to do it in the first place. But there we are, they're not doing it, so that's that. Uh, on Wednesday, oh, I forget the days, uh, Wednesday we met Ari again, she had uh, an, uh, another checkup, um, and all good, uh, yeah, all good. Uh, scan in, I think, April, so she, there's nothing now between now and then. So it looks like certainly it's all healed up well and the, the, the doctor's very pleased with that and now it's just a case of, uh, I think April, it won't be the one year mark, it won't be far off though. And that's the scan and bloods then just to make sure that nothing's come back and that the bloods are clear. But um, So at the moment, all good. Right, Katie's visa run. <sighs> right, so she didn't go, I don't know whether we may, I think we might have mentioned that. Um, she didn't go last week. She's due to go this week. No, end of week after next, perhaps. 5th, 6th or 7th of November, something like that. Um, and she'll have to spend time with the uh, with the, the bosses only for one day, I think. Um, but now the office here at the school in Bali 
typical again, I know I keep saying that, um, they're not sure whether she's going out to start the Kitas or whether she's going out to get a social visa, which she doesn't need because she's got one until December anyway, middle of December. Um, so it's all completely up in the air and she hasn't had any specific details about anything yet. And I think the office staff here are just guessing uh, and don't have a clue, which is panicking her and it's just ridiculous. But uh, I'm sure she'll get, she'll get the correct details at some point, but there's just no point going going out for a social visa that she's already got. It just doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, so another week and perhaps that'll get sorted out. Um, yeah, so we went and met Lisa and uh, did all the, the air conditioning stuff and purifying stuff. So like you say, Gail, I think off to, off to the States. Fantastic. And uh, we'll catch up with her when she gets back and help her out with uh, with a new place and what you know whatever she wants to do uh okay so francie or oh, francie francie so his boxing on monday he went to boxing and was that the day that he he left early the coach didn't turn up again um and thinking it was a bit of a free-for-all so I don't think he lasted the full stretch but anyway Wednesday he'd spoken to Nicholas and Nicholas um, he said look you know if the coach doesn't come on Wednesday um, do I take the class is it a class or is it cancelled and, and Nicholas said well if 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 nobody if no coach comes then then you'll have to do it and we'll just see how it goes so uh, Francis really wants to be the boss <laughs> the uh, the boxing coach so he said, what shall I say, what shall I say, what shall I say? So he said, right, message him back and say, okay, that's fine. Um, I have a training plan. Can I, can I use it? Um, and Nicholas said, yeah, go for it, go for it. Yeah, just, you know, try that and we'll see how it goes. So, um, so he did and he took the whole class and Kate went to watch from outside and she said he was amazing. Uh, yeah, and he had them all lined up. He had them all doing the drills, all doing the the right movements and stuff like that. Uh, and then Nicholas, Nicholas is one of these head guys. I think I've told you about him before. Very instrumental in getting everything sorted out for for the kids. Um, and uh, he joined in the class, so uh, which I think was probably just to see how Francie was with it. And he was super impressed. And Francie was coaching him about doing the kicks, you know, for the kickboxing and stuff. And it all went really well. So at the moment, Nicholas has said, well, until we find a new, another head coach, you keep doing it. Um, and then, you know, we'll just see how it goes. He was saying that, you know, as each week goes on, if they haven't found another coach, they can keep monitoring Francie. And then let's, hopefully at some point they'll decide, look, Francie can do this. He's got this. Let's give it to him. So hopefully that's what's going to happen. Um, just depends on whether they can find someone. But I've... Yeah, this... Um, I think yeah, the feeling I say now that um, he's just because he's so young, because there was a one of the, <clears throat> I think there's sort of some, quite a lot of teenage boys in this boxing class who are similar age to Francie, and there was one of the mums that turned up towards the end, obviously to pick their son up, and was looking in and was was next to Kate and obviously didn't know who Kate was, and was saying, "Who's the coach? How old is he? He looks about 15." And then she went up to the to the reception there and said, "Who's the who's the guy? You know." 
coaching them. Who's the coach that oh, his name's Francie? Well, where's the other coach? They keep changing coaches all the time. What's going on? You know, can he do it? So uh, she came back and sat next to Kate again, and then Kate said, to, she said, yeah, that's my boyfriend. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah, he's really good. He's been, you know, coaching in his boxing club for a long time. I've been there. He's really good. I've watched him do it. He knows all this. And then the woman sort of backed down and said, oh, well, if, you know, if he knows how to do it and he knows his stuff, then, yeah, okay, fair enough. But it's the tip typical thing with, with this country. <laughs> um, just just the organization you know they've just you know they're taking they're taking you know a decent amount of money off these people for them to come to boxing and it's just it's just so disjointed but Francis the man um, so I th you know I think he's already made made good steps towards winning people over and he's super super motivated about it so yeah hopefully they'll uh, they'll they'll see the light uh, and they'll keep him on Okay, so, uh, gym attendant, yeah, yesterday at, um, you haven't seen Katie's cost yet, Katie and Francie's cost, um, but there's, you go up some steps at the side, up onto the sort of the landing and then across to the room, there's only two, two rooms up there and it's, it's, yeah, it's good, for the money it's really good, um, there's quite, there's an open corridor landing bit that they could use for something if they want to, but they're hardly ever there, because after work they, they're here. Um, but it, it's really dirty and dusty, black dust up the steps and on this landing all the time, like and a lot. And uh, Claire's cleaned it a few times, and I think Kate's cleaned it a couple of times. And um, it just keeps coming back. So anyway, we went there yesterday morning to have a really good go at it, and I was I picked Kate up this morning, and it's still looking great. Um, but it's only a matter of time. But we worked out, or Claire worked out, why it's so it's so dusty and dirty there, and. Just across the way, about I don't know, fifty meters, there's a big um, construction site, putting a big building up, and it's it's the it's the cement and the and the rubble dust from that. That's exactly what it is. So I was looking at it, and they're they're not finished, but they're not you know another couple of months perhaps or a month, and I think all the dirty stuff will be done. So I'm hoping that it'll start to die down then. It just doesn't come in the room. Um, but you know you're just walking through it every day and it's um, yeah so Claire had a really good go at it yesterday and uh, yeah, I say this morning it still looks great so that um, you know just better peace of mind isn't it uh, yeah and then the uh, older boys soccer soccer on Friday at Finns I've already mentioned that yeah so we'll uh, we're gonna meet up hopefully with Neil on Sunday again and uh, quiz him a bit more about his plans over the bike so we'll let you know about that and we're also gonna try and meet up with Titin because she met with us last week and just um, wanted to ask our advice um, she's she I think she's interested in starting her own business or doing you know doing something like that I think she's she's, she's very motivated um, but uh, I mean she just wants a bit more than you know working behind the counter somewhere. She's been working in a metal, a metalwork builder's merchant. Um, she does, I think she does some accounting stuff as well and she's, you know, her CV's very good. Um, but I think she just wants, she wants a bit more and she's ready to, ready to work for it. But very interested in uh, sort of clothing and textiles and stuff. And she knew that we had, you know, we've had business doing that before. 
and wanted our advice on it. And really, <laughs> from from our experience, the, the answer is don't do it. Um, it's just too difficult. It's too expensive. It's just, you know, unless you can find customers who will accept and buy your designs off you. But I mean, God, that's, I don't even know where to start with that. Um, but, uh, you know, with chatting with her and stuff, she's talking about this, the dance group that she has and um, that's sort of still ongoing, I think, as a hobby and also setting up a YouTube channel um, as part of this sort of online world that, uh, that we're not so familiar with, but it's, um, you know, it's definitely there. So that's all interesting and exciting and we're, um, so we're going to probably hook her up uh, and Daddy up with this guy that we met, Martin, who's this online whiz, um, so he can give them tips and advice on, um, you know, how to how to sort of use social media and stuff to, uh, you know, as a business, because um, they both seem that way inclined. So we thought we'd start with those two and just let them have a conversation with them and see where that goes. And also, she was talking about you know the dancing as well and yoga. So we thought um, uh, Chris at, at uh, the yoga place is always honoured us about, you know, getting kids to come and work there and have a experience there and, and learn stuff. Um, but he never seems to get any any response from the from the orphanage. But I think the, the kids in the orphanage, I think it's just they do need experience. But I don't know, they just lack commitment. They just lack commitment. So it's very difficult to to recommend them, especially to someone like Chris. Um, but we, we had a chat with him on Wednesday and he's agreed uh, well, and offered to um, for him and his manager to uh, sit down and have a little sort of 10 minute conversation, 15 minute conversation with Titin um, and tell her what it is that they can offer her, um, what she would be expected to do if she was willing to, to, to try out with them, particularly on the yoga thing. Titi was saying that the yoga and the dancing go hand in hand. You know, the yoga is really good for conditioning the body for dance. So she was super interested in that. Um, so hopefully we're trying to arrange for her to go along and just have a have a little meet in prompt, uh, informal meeting with Chris and, and Mary, the manager there, and just chat about what she's interested in doing and what they would want her to do if she wanted to go and do something there. And then she can decide if that's what she's looking for or not, and they can decide whether she's what they're looking for or not, and and we'll see how it goes. So, uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. So hopefully we'll meet up on Sunday and get some more get some more info on that. There we go. So uh, off to the airport lunchtime to pick up Rod. Uh, Got to go and get this bike booked for him now. He's got his uh, place already uh, booked. It's a, it's a homestay um, just on the top of the road um, as you go into that treehouse that we took you to from the gymnastics instructor. It's called the Chimpaka Mass Guest House and he's got seven nights or something like that for like £60. And what's that? Must be $110 maybe? It's a, it's a silly price. Air-conditioned room? I don't think there's breakfast or anything like that, but there is a communal kitchen, but um, there's a pool. Um, we looked at it as, a, as one of our options for moving into when we left San Uo. And they've got a, a, another one just up the road a bit further that was even nicer for not bad money, but we, we're happy with where we are but anyway. So he's he's got that, so he's pleased with that. And then hopefully if he's not too jet lagged, 
and we can get him back in time, we, he can get down to, to see the kids at basketball as well. So uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's on for today. And then tomorrow morning back to the Cerebral Palsy Centre uh, for some painting with feet with our new pal Revo. Okay, right, there we are, that's it. So signing off and uh, send this one through uh, and we'll see you soon.